When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Once more, I'm in the city of Talonus. Here, just uh, finish off some of the smaller adventures. The first one is a fireside encounter. The warm glow spilling out of the windows of the Foxden outhouse is more than you can resist on this cold winter afternoon. Embark on this adventure. As you make your way along East Well Lane, in the northeastern corner of Talentless, moving through the ankle-deep new-fallen snow, which for the last, last few, past two hours has been blanketing the city, with the cold gnawing of bones, the warm, warm glow spinning out of the windows of the fox, fox den alehouse just up ahead on your left is more than you can hope to resist. But the second thought, you cross over the deserted lane and head towards one of these quarters' more reputable establishments. Much of surprise, the alehouse is practically empty. A few patrons sit at the table against the far wall, engaged in a game of traitor's gambit. For a moment, you contemplate joining the card game, but the ache at your feet and in your nearby, nearly frozen fingers, turns your attention to the warming fire. A narrow and worn roasting bench extends along the wall on either side of the fireplace, while there are a handful of folks sitting on the bench. Both places on either side of the hearth are unoccupied. It is a roasting bench. This is the name given to a bench commonly found Found against a wall next to a fireplace in the taverns, alehouse, and paleo dens. The colder months, it's the most sought after spot. After spot in these establishments because of its close proximity to the warmth of the fire. Alright, go back. A fateful decision. Inexplicably, you feel your destiny may in some way be linked to the choice. You're about to make. Take a seat on the left. Take a seat to the left of the hearth, to the right of the hearth. Choose instead to seat on a seat on a chair before the fire. Okay, I'll take uh, the left of the hearth. The intense warm being radiated by the fire seeps through your outer layers, begins to assail the chill that has penetrated your extremities. 
After several minutes next to the hearth, feeling very much renewed, you are about to rise and head over to the ale casks, when you are suddenly approached by a young street urchin. The young girl, her face darkened with grime, is garbled in little more than tattered wax, though a heavy and oversized cloth cape is draped over her tall, her frail frame. She appears to be eager to tell you something, but the innkeeper, keeper of the alehouse, a scowling, white-haired man, immediately storms over and begins to attempt to throw the young girl out onto the street. So I can intervene on the girl's behalf. I like, like a good person, or I could do nothing. Obviously, intervene. Reluctantly, upon your request, the housekeeper allows the girl to say, provided she remain under your watch. You agree to this and promptly sit her on a bench next to the fire and ask her what she is seeking. You drop this affair way back on the street, she says, looking down as she hands you a small leather pouch. I don't want for you to lose it. Realise at once that the leather pouch she's placed in your hand is not yours. But you curiously peer into it and are quite surprised to discover it contains four adventurer tokens. Before you, before you can ask her about the pouch, she slips off the bench and makes her way out of the alehouse. You follow swiftly along behind her. You catch up with the young girl across the lane from the alehouse and tell her the pouch is not yours. She smiles and tells you she wishes you to have it regardless. You look very kind, mister, she says, still smiling. I don't think those strange bits would do me any do me any good anyhow. She says she's about to one off again. A fateful decision. What is this? Well, there's a link. For better or worse, fate, or some cues to call it destiny, plays an important, although often overlooked, role in the life the life of an adventurer. Sometimes even the most innocuous events and an adventurer's choices regarding them can help shape destiny by ever so slightly guiding the hand of fate. Various times in your adventures you may encounter the following message. A fateful decision. Inexplicably you feel in some imperceptible way your destiny is linked to the choice you are about to make. The above message indicates a marked choice. This is a choice that your character is about to make, but will in some way, somehow, affect him or her at some point in the future. It should be noted when making these marked choices, there are not any correct or incorrect selections. Each marked choice your character makes will have an effect on his or her fate somewhere along the line. The selections you make when faced with your marked choice won't negatively affect your character in any way. Or the selections are likely to impact your character moving forwards, often in unexpected ways. Oh, so I can give her gold or not. Give some gold to the young girl. You grab the girl by the arm, preventing her from dashing off, and hand her back the cloth pouch she gave you which now contains 50 gold tokens. She flashes you a surprise, surprised look and stammers something nervously before turning and running off along the snowy streets. 
You watch her depart and she rounds a bend in the distance and is lost from sight. 16 XP to General and that finishes a fireside encounter. What effect this will have? We don't know yet. Maybe nothing. Adventures for this location once more. Now, hiss! Deep in the forest, a sinister truth is revealed. So I can undertake this on normal or scale difficulty. I'm just going to go normal. Embark on this adventure. Two days ago, at a table towards the back of the Stone Hearth Inn. So we've settled with it then. Darson Brassicone plants his hands on the edge of the table and punctuates his statement with a single emphatic nod. The self-proclaimed collector of rare artifacts has agreed to pay you 1,000 gold to guide him to us to a spot deep in the forest north and east of the city where he hopes to find an ancient tomb. If agreed to help in search for the tomb for what he has called historical relics. We asked him why he sought you for the task. He was quick to admit he was fearful one or more of his rivals might attempt violence in an attempt to prevent him from discovering and exploring the long-lost crypt. I know more, more than one of my fellow collectors who wouldn't think twice about cutting my throat and then keeping me from obtaining a prize to which they held no claim. He, he had said, his expression suggesting the very fort filled him with terror, and there may be typical unforeseen difficulties for which someone of your considerable talents would certainly prove useful. On the day following your meeting with Garson, the two of you set out for Talonus at dawn, following a cryptic set, set of cryptic directions scrawled onto the back of the tattered leather map. For the better part of the next two days, you led Grasom on an arduous trek through the desolate wilds, confident you are closing in on the place marked on the worn piece of leather. The present. As afternoon begins to wane on the second day of your journey, you'd, you at last declare to Garson you're certain you've reached the spot depicted on the map. The location of the tomb. Without delay, the two of you embark on a thorough scouring of the surrounding forest, seeking every evidence that might prove true your pronouncement. To only a few minutes, Garson's excited shout rings out from the far side of the nearby wise. You rush over to find the collector stooped over a broad, ornate shield, half buried in the earth. And there it is, and there it is he says, looking up at you. Expression one of jubilation. If we could just open this hatch, will I could hardly contain myself. It takes several minutes to clear away the layer of the earth, earth that covered most covers most of the stone hatch. Once it's fully revealed, you and Garson stand staring down at the elaborately engraved circular stone slab, the mighty barrier that has steadfastly protected the art of Ardvarian tomb it long ago sealed. I believe this is what we need, says Garson, as he produces an engraved stone disc and holds it up for you to see. We note the carvings on the disc match some of those that adorn the hatch. 
Garson suits next to the hatch and points to a circular impression in the centre of the slab. After clearing off a bit of dirt, he, sets the d- he gently sets the disc into the impression. Perfect fit, he says, smiling. As the collector stands and steps away from the hatch, a faint tremor rises through the ground beneath your feet. You tell Garson to remain behind you as you step back several yards and draw yourself into a defensive stance. The command proves unnecessary. The corrector has already retreated nearly twice as far, where he's crouched behind the broad trunk of a towering hardwood. A second groan, guttural and drawn, erupts from out of erupts out of the dark opening upon which your gaze is frozen. Seconds later, a staggering armoured figure, the wizened remains of a long dead warrior, appears at the top of the steps. The rotting denson of the ancient tomb snarls viciously as it lurches out of the opening and rushes towards you. Its decayed hands gripping the hilt of, the, of a rusted sword, it's a rotting warrior. The undead warrior slashes at you and is slain. 5 XP. As the wizened corpse topples to the ground at your feet, Garson rushes up to your side, gasps, and points in the direction of the unsealed tomb. Rising out of the dark opening in the earth, the dark opening of the earth is the glowing apparition of an armoured, axe wielding warrior. The ghoulish phantasm immediately spins to face you. His large eyes pulls a darkness set into, into his otherwise dazzling visage. A grave race! Squeaks. Squeaks Garson. It's a grave wraith! It's a grave wraith! The collector falls back behind you as a terrified spirit surges towards you, brandishing the ghostly cleaver at last wielded in the world of the living. Nearly 2,000 years ago. Now, there's a link to Grave Wraiths. Let's just click that now. Grave Wraiths. These fiendish spirits, often appearing as glowing apparitions in or around their places of burial, or places in which they met an untimely and unusually gruesome demise, almost the most powerful and fearsome of the wizened dead. Said that the tapless soul who's unfortunate enough to come into contact the grave wave will ultimately suffer a demise similar to that which ended the wave's former slash natural life. Sorto said, however, anyone who inhales the essence grave wave will have bestowed upon them a fragment of the spirit's potency. Throughout the centuries, been rumoured that various mages, necromancers, for it to be more specific, have been able to master the art of collecting grave wave essence and living to tell about it. Despite its documented benefits, the inhalation of the foggy, luminous essence of a grave race may also induce unknown and decidedly less welcome effects. However, to this date, there have been no known negative side effects which have arisen from the inhalation of grave race essence. Yeah. Yes, maybe... It, it gives you cancer when you're 200 years old. <laughs> the collector falls back, back, 
behind you as the terrifying spirit surges forward, brandishing a ghostly cleaver last wielded in the world of the living nearly 2,000 years ago. Hold my ground and face the grave wraith. With your heart pounding, you boldly plant your feet and prepare for a brutal fight as the fearsome grave wraith flies towards you. Begin combat. The grave wraith hacks at you with his axe. Keeps hacking and I keep bashing. Ooh, the touch of your enemy sends a deathly chill the length of your body. Keep going, keep going. It is slain. 7 XP. With a ghastly, piercing shriek. The echoes that echoes throughout the forest. The terrifying phantasm that suddenly transforms into a luminous column of green fog. The hazy remains of the slain spirit begin to raspably dissipate. As you stand staring at the dispersing fog, recall the many legends that tell of the possibility of absorbing some of the departed spirit's potency by inhaling its lingering essence. While there are documented benefits resulting from this practice, you are well aware that those who are warned of decidedly less welcome effects so I can inhale the lingering essence, all to side against it. I'll inhale it. If it turns out, if it kills me, I'll just go back to the lasso. Inhale the lingering essence. Stepping into the rapidly dissipating column of glowing green fog, you breathe deeply, inhaling the thick, pungent essence of the t- departed spirit. Almost at once, a strange sensation rolls up, rolls up within you, momentarily wogging you of nearly every one of your senses. As quickly as it arose, the feeling fades, even you drained and somewhat disorientated. As you endeavour to clear your mind, watching the last whips of luminous haze vanish, the sound of something moving up from behind you reaches your ears. Ooh, pick a number. Bonus of 50. 20 from aura, 20 from agility, 10 from luck. Need 75 or more, or presumably something bad will happen. Success, 137. Think caught sight of something out the corner of your eye. You nimbly twist to your left, narrowly avoiding the deadly thrust of a dagger. You turn towards your assailant to find yourself face to face with Garson his hands still clutching the blade that might easily have ended your life. Oh no. Why did they do this? I don't even care about the treasure. He can have the treasure. In the dim light of forest, within sight of the unsee tomb entrance, unless the treasure's 18, in which case I'm having it, within sight of the unsealed tomb entrance, the treachery of the man who paid you to guide him to this spot, and helping explore the unearthed crypt is suddenly braid where Garson Bakuin, who until this very moment you believe to be a collector of rare artefacts hailing from Talos, steps back knows his dagger and barks out a series of short words in a coarse foreign tongue. 
before we were able to completely gasp this sudden turn of events. Three sword-wielding Tazor sliver out of the surrounding trees. No one must ever know this place. Hisses Garson, whose entire body trembles as he rapidly transforms into his true reptilian fortunately. That unfortunately means that you must be disposed of. Thank you for ridding us of the grave wraith. Instinct tapes over and you swiftly fall back, drawing yourself into a combat-ready stance as the first of Garson's three cohorts surges forward and attacks the Tarzor warrior. The Tarzor hisses as it slashes at you and is slain. The second Tarzor is immediately upon you, 5xp, driving you back with the speed and ferocity of his frenzied attack. It's the second Tarzor warrior. It hisses as it slashes at you. Yeah, sorry about not getting the voices right. You step over the corpse of the slain Tuzzle and boldly engage the third reptilian. He hisses and slashes at me. Oh, I go into battle rage. Gah! Betrayal! I don't like it! Don't like being betrayed! Makes me angry! And is slain. 5xp. Garson curses as... At you as the third of his sword-wielding co cohorts topples over dead. Suddenly, the wedge-scaled reptilian draws out a long wooden wad and levels the device at you, a reverberating war, followed by a sharp, the sharp crackle of fire, fills the air as a deadly bolt of blue flame erupts from the tip of the wad and sweeps towards your chest. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from agility, 10 from body, 10 from luck. I need to get 60 or more. Let's see what happens. Success, 96. You you die forward, narrowly dodging the hurtling blast of fire. Holy returning to your feet, you find yourself locked in a vicious fight with Garson. The treacherous Tazol, his eyes ablaze, draws his dagger and lunges at you. It's Garson Barclane, who is a Tarzel. Begin combat. Garson stabs at you with his dagger. Yes. Your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 32 damage, but is then killed. Dead. 6 XB. Garson sumps the ground at your feet. Dead before his scowled head ever comes to rest on the leaf-covered forest floor. The foul Tazor, who, unbeknownst to you, leaves behind a sinister legacy of violence, deceit, treachery and murder, will never again threaten another living soul. A quick search of Carson's court turns up his dagger, the charred remains of his wooden wad and a small quantity of gold. Okay, I'll take his dagger. Charred wooden wad. This charred wooden wad was a device wielded by Garswim Barakun, the Tazor who attempted to kill you the, at the entrance of an ancient Avadi tomb. Seems any magic the wad was capable of discharging has been stent. But, well, I'll take it anyway. 
Okay, 23 gold. You study the corpses of the other three Tazal and find only their swords if you have any interest or value. Okay, I'll take two of the swords. One of them's common, not worth taking. With the mention of, of Garson and his castle, menace of Garson, his castle king now removed, you turn your attention to the open tomb. Standing over the opening, you peer down at the narrow set of steps that steeply ascend into musty darkness. Descend into the tomb. With the shadows melting away before your light, you curious curiously descended to the musty tomb of the ancient Arnivari crypt. You're at the, you're the base of a steep, narrow stone stair that leads up to and out of the tomb. Far above, the dim light of the forest filters in through the opening in the earth. To east and west, the wide passage in which you're standing disappears into the musty gloom. So, okay, I'm in a temple. Okay, I went west. There are passages to the north and south. I'll go north first. Without warning, a sinister sil silhouette suddenly appears at the edge of your light. Instinctively draw yourself into a combat ready stance. That's one of the quips, newly risen dead, disturbed from slumber by the unsealing of the tomb, lurches into view and attacks. It's a skeletal guardian. The skeletal guardian slashes at you. Keep slashing and I keep bashing and it is slain with battle rage. Stepping back from the remains of your undead foe, you take a few moments to check over your gear before once again resuming your exploration of the tomb. Strange shadows stir in the deep, musty gloom of the ancient Ardavari tomb. Without warning, a sinister silhouette suddenly appears at the edge of your light. You instinctively draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as one of the quips, widened dead, disturbed from slumber by the unsealing of the tomb, lurches into view and attacks. It's an armoured ghoul. You swing your mace at the enemy and the ghoul snarls as it attacks. But nevertheless, it is slain for 5 XP. Stepping back from the remains of your undead foe, Take a few moments to check over your gear before once again resuming your exploration of the tomb. A long iron lever protrudes from a vertical slot in the back of this large alcove. The lever is permanently parallel to the floor. Ah, I'll move it up. If you push the lever up from somewhere behind the wall, a sharp click sounds. Okay. To the southern part now. Oh, it's another armoured ghoul. It snarls at its attacks and is slain 5xp. I'll move this lever up. Yeah, you push that lever up from somewhere behind the wall. A sharp click sounds. Alright, head back north. Maybe there'll be some sort of... Okay, well, I'm in the middle of the tomb, and there are passages to the north and south again. First, north. It's another armoured ghoul. 5xp. Pull, pull. There's a lever. 
I'm going to pull it up. You pull the lever somewhere behind the wall. A sharp click sounds. Alright, back to the main passage, the main east-west passage. Then to the south side, where there'll be another lever. Without warning, a sinister silhouette suddenly appears at the edge of your right. It's an armoured ghoul. I'm going to fight it with a mace. And now it is gone. 5 XP. Right, a bit of healing. Move the lever up. You push the lever up from somewhere behind the wall. A sharp click sounds. Okay, all the levers are up. Maybe that did something. Maybe it didn't. A sturdy porcolis divides the passage here. Peering between the thick bars, you can see the corridor continues to east for several yards before disappearing into the gloom. Engraved on the wall to the right of the gate are two arrows pointing up. Engraved on the wall to the left of the gate are two engraved arrows pointing down. Okay, left is is the north, so, so without warning, a sinister silhouette appears at the edge of your light. Secretly draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. As one of the crypts wizen dead, disturbed from slumber by the unsealing of the tomb, lurches into view and attacks. It's a robed corpse. Robed corpse moans as it attacks. And is slain. 5 XP. Stepping back from the remains of your undead foe, you take a few moments to check out your gear before once again resuming your exploration of the cave. Okay, I've got to move some levers down. Pull down. From somewhere behind the wall, a dank clank sounds. Oh, it's a skeleton. Just a skeleton. Skeleton hisses as it attacks and is slain. 4xb. Okay, and back to back to the northwesternmost lever. Pull it down. Sorry, behind the walls, a door clank sounds. Suddenly. Ooh, that's a good thing. That means I've solved the puzzle. 32 XP applied to general. Somewhere in the distance, the sound of metal grating on stone reaches your ears. The unmistakable, scraping noise lasts only a few moments, following which an eerie silence once again descends upon the tomb. Head back south. Okay. Oh, it's another sinister silhouette of a skeleton. Skeleton, skeleton silhouette. A sturdy porcalis once divided the passage here. Now only the very ends of the barrier's thick bars can be seen poking out of holes in, in the ceiling. Okay, on to the next part of this tomb. Where there are there are three three parallel corridors which are linked by another three parallel corridors. Shadow stone the deep musty gloom of the ancient Avadi tomb. 
Without warning, a sinister silhouette appears at the edge of your light. It's a tomb fiend. To the staggering tomb fiend attacks. 5 XP. Etched into the centre, an elaborate triangle is engraved on the back wall of this long alcove. Etched into the centre of, of the engraved shape are two circles and a shield. Okay. Alright, going to the uh, armoured ghoul. Yeah, there's a lot of random encounters with with the undead here. Not really. It's a Wobes corpse this time. Just bash, bash, bash. Slain. 5 XP. An elaborate triangle is engraved on the back wall of this long alcove. Etched into the centre of this engraved square are four circles and an hour. Okay, what's here? Southwest side. But firstly, there's this skeleton in the way. Yeah, just stop. Stop boning in. Gah! Okay, 4xp. Etched into the centre of the engraved shape are three circles and a sword. Okay, and this, oh, another world corpse. Just a random attack. 5xp. Alright. Oh, no, armoured ghouls in my way first. Get that out of the way. Take that, you armoured ghoul. Etched into the centre of the engraved shape are once is one circle and a helm. Alright, does maybe that charred wooden one does something? Use. Nope. Okay. A massive iron square set into the wall at the end of the passage. And a massive stone door is set into the wall at the end of the passage. An iron square protrudes from the centre of the door, upon which appear to be four raised buttons. Examine the iron square. The four large raised, raised buttons protrude from the iron square. Each of the buttons bears a curious engraved image. The button bearing an engraved sword is raised. The button bearing an engraved arrow is waved. The button bearing an engraved helm is raised. And the button bearing an engraved steel is raised. Okay, I'm going to step back from the door. I've got to actually pay attention to these now. Okay, so one helm. One is helm. Helm is first. Helm. Shield. An armoured ghoul. It's slain. 5 XP. Helm, shield. Arrow. That's four. It's no good. Helm, shield, sword, arrow. Okay, that's them in order. Or at least I think it is. Examine the iron square. Helm. You press the helm button. A sharp click enters along the passage as the button is pushed down. What if I press the wrong button? Press the arrow button. 
Press the out button. A sharp click open along the passage as the button is pressed down. Sword. Press the sword button. Shield button. Sharp click enters on the passage as the button is pressed down. Suddenly, a door grinding sound animates from somewhere behind the iron square. The four buttons you've pressed swiftly return to their original positions. Nope, just nothing happens if you get it wrong. Helm. Press the helm button, press the shield button. You press the shield button. A sharp click echoes along the passage as the button is pressed down. Okay, sword is next. Press the sword button. Press the hour button. You press the hour button. A sharp click echoes along the passage as the button is pressed down. Suddenly. 32 experienced the general with a loud groan. The stone door suddenly swings inward, revealing a sizable chamber to the east, previously concealed beneath behind the massive slab. Beyond the open door to the east, the massive door that once sealed off this section of the passage stands open. Beyond the open door to the east is a sizable chamber, previously concealed behind the enormous slab. Okay, and there we are. Suddenly, I go into the eastern chamber. Suddenly, a sinister hiss erupts from behind you. Instinctively, you spin in the direction of your unnerving sound and assume a defensive stance. Stalking out of the deep gloom gathered in the corner of this sizable chamber is a watting figure clagged in chain armour, its gloved hands gripping the haft of a, of its, of a fearsome black-bladed axe. The foul undead creature, those burial chamber your presence has defied, levels an accusatory finger at you and snarls something in a long-forgotten tongue. With no way to escape, you prepare to fight as the gruesome creature rushes in and attacks. It's a watting lord. The watting undead terror swipes at you. And, nope, nearly slain. Now it is slain. 70 XP. A savage howl rises out of the shattered mouth of the undead warrior as he collapses into a heap of what at your feet. An examination of his remains turns up only his black-bladed axe, which you decide to take. It's an unidentified black-bladed axe. The fearsome head of this double-bladed Warwax is jet black. Engravings of skulls adorn the weapon's iron haft. This weapon is of common quality. This item has not yet been identified. Learn more. Unidentified items. During your adventures, you'll sometimes discover items that are unidentified. Until items are properly identified, its true nature and attributes will not be revealed. To identify an unidentified item, can visit a sage for a fee, usually quite reasonable. A sage will be able to identify unide any unidentified items in your possession. Two such sages are Umlir in Hawklaw and Lady Serena in Merkspor. If you possess the skill of Arcania and have achieved a level of mastery of at least 30, you'll be able to identify unidentified items on your own. To use the skill of Arcadia or ident to identify them, simply use the skill in any safe location. 
Use a skill like Arcadia. Look for the use item skill or power options at the bottom of your character's stat section on the game screen. You can also select the news link next to your cardio on your character's skill list. Okay, after quickly making sure that there are no other undeads lurking nearby, Relax your combat stance and embark upon a thorough search of the chamber. In a shadow, shadowy corner of the chamber, you discover a large wooden chest filled with gold. You take possession of the hoard of coins. Can heart hope but a think, hope but think at least you don't have to return to Talonus empty-handed. One thousand one hundred and seventy-six gold tokens. <laughs> That's more than I was going to be paid. The bottom of the chest, covered by a square of cloth, you find a glittering silver orb. The strange spear, no bigger than your fist, suddenly begins to tremble as you reach towards it. Suddenly, the sparkling orb flares brightly and cracks into several pieces to proceed to melt into the chest's wooden bottom. At last, the sparkling remnants of the orb broke. As the last sparkling remnants of the orb melt away, a strange sensation passes through you. The feeling lingers for just a few seconds and leaves you breathless and disorientated. You somehow feel different than you did only moments ago. Your stamina points have been permanently increased by one. <laughs> After recovering your breath, you resume your search of the chamber. Resting on a stone shelf against a nearby wall, you discover three rare and valuable Antivarian artefacts. These curious pieces, certain to be of considerable value to the white person, are each covered with a thick layer of dust. To brushing off the artefacts, you promptly take possession of them. Antivarian artefact where this ancient Alivarian artifact offers an intriguing but puzzling glimpse into an age long age long since relegated to the realm of forgotten history. This artifact might be classified as somewhat rare. You've heard rumours in the Westgard that the Westgard Library in Talonus has been buying these type of artifacts for adventurers adventurers for battle markers. You currently possess a total of three of these artefacts. That's of that type where. Where, very where, and extremely where. I've, yeah, those are the artefacts I've got. Having concluded your search of the chamber, confident you haven't missed anything, your thoughts turn to making your way out of the tomb and returning to Talinus. You're standing in the tomb's burial chamber. The remains of the undead warrior you defeated are heaped on the floor near the centre of the tomb. Okay, that's this tomb has been thoroughly explored. Just just putting my footprints in some places. It's another armoured ghoul. Bash, bash, bash. 
Wait, why are you still there? It's a watching warrior. Bash, please, bash, please, bash, bash. And nearly getting to the exit. There we are. Climb the stairs and leave the tomb. Taking Claire with the placement every step. You need to climb the steep set of stairs and exit the tomb. You are standing before the entrance to an ancient Adamari tomb, below the circular opening in the earth, formerly hidden by the heavy stone that sealed off the cliff. A steep set of stairs descends into the musty gloom. So I can descend west nearby, move away from here at once. As you set off for Talalus, you turn and look back at the opening that leads down into the tomb. Nope, I'm done with the tomb. Turn and leave. Without another thought about it, you turn and begin the long and hopefully uneventful journey back to Talonus, trying your best to put the uncertainly thoughts of Garson's treachery out of mind. Content yourself with the knowledge you survived the cunning reptilian's deadly scheme. You may not have earned the thousand gold, gold you had expected to be paid, but you're still amongst the living. And you know for certain there's a great deal to be said for that. Nearly a full day after departing from the tomb, you pass through the gates gates of Talnus and onto the bustling streets of, of the Tyson capital. Alright, that finishes this adventure with 1,024 experience to general and 64 experience to all skills and powers. And that is that okay where will i go next time hmm. maybe let's look at this yeah you know what i don't know i don't know what i'm doing next but until then farewell fellow adventurers when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.